Lord Jesus Christ to come and show up and do the things that he does best. So Ephesians chapter 4 will be our first scripture we can be considering, and we'll also be considering a, a portion of Genesis chapter 11. Ephesians chapter 4, the first six verses, and then we'll be going to Genesis 11, the first eight verses in Jesus' name. The Bible says here in Ephesians chapter 4, epistle written by the Apostle Paul, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherein ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. This word that I have on tonight, um, you know, Elder Geddes was talking about on Sunday morning, talking about going to Genesis chapter 11. You can turn there as I'm speaking. He's talking about unity. And... Then I went to a home prayer on Tuesday night and somebody else started quoting this particular scripture. And this had been stirring in my spirit for a little while. And it was this confirmation that this is where the Lord wanted me to go on tonight. From Genesis chapter 11, first eight verses, the whole earth was of one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land, land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, go to let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach the heavens. And let us make a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And they began to do, and nothing, shall, will, and nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down there and confound their languages that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from upon the face of the earth, all upon the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. In our scriptures that we have um, used on tonight by the word of the Lord, we see this common thing of one, one. And the thought I would like to speak from on tonight is the power of unity, the power of unity. Because when we're united, there's power. I believe the United States have a slogan, united, you stand, divided, you fall. But we're going to talk about unity on tonight and the power of unity. The culture that we presently live in is greatly divided over many things. Political pundits in the social media and the mainstream media has the country contentiously divided over various ideologies. Citizens of the same land duking it out at the ballot box and sometimes literally in the streets of America. But this divisiveness is not limited to just governmental affairs. 
But you find that on Sunday, for one reason or another, people in Christendom are divided as well. Some of these people, they believe the same thing, hold to the same doctrines and follow the same um, liturgical formats and what, the way they worship. But they're still divided. Having church buildings standing on the same neighborhood, on the same street, and sometimes right next door to each other on the same block. They say that Sunday is the most segregated day of the week. People are divided over so-called race and skin pigmentation and ethnic backgrounds. But I'm so glad on tonight for the word of God where the scripture says to us for as many of us having been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond or free. There's neither male or female for we are all one in Jesus Christ. Notwithstanding, it is my prayer tonight that we will understand the power that we have when we come together in unity. In the anointing and experiencing of the, the power of the Holy Ghost that we will have when we're unified together and with our aims and our goals and our desires for the spirit of Jesus Christ. As apostolic believers, we already believe and know that God is one. And his desire for us as true believers is to be one even as he is one. In a portion of the Lord's Prayer recorded here in John 17, we have these words where Jesus said, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may know and believe that thou hast sent me. And again, it says in John chapter 10, verse 16, Other sheep I have which are not of this fold. But them also I must bring that they shall hear one voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. See, Jesus believed in this whole thing of unity. No division. He wanted everything to come together and, and, and be under, under, his, under his guidance. In Ephesians 4, we have the Apostle Paul here back in our, our main scripture text that we started off with. Paul's pleading Um, with the saints to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. In other words, we as the saints of God must be diligent and make a concerted effort to maintain unity with one another and to be in harmony with the Holy Ghost. The world is plagued with disunity, but the church of Jesus Christ is all about unity. This unity of the spirit is the union between Christ and the saints of God. That we walk by the same will that God has and walk by his divine plans that he has set forth. We have the same disposition and the same aims and goals. When we walk in harmony with the purpose of God, we can expect to experience great things. This is all possible and held together by the bond of peace. Uh, The bond of peace, uh, the confusion and strife that rises up in the midst of people are the obstacles that makes it difficult for the spirit of God to move in a favorable way for the people of God. You see, God is not going to move around things, but he wants a pathway that's set up that makes his path straight that he can get right to you. He's not going to move around a whole bunch of junk and a whole bunch of trash going on in the midst of the people. If we sit around and bite and devour one another, we consume one of another. God is not going to move in the midst of confusion. But when the confusion is moved out of the way, you can expect a mighty move of God. 
That's why the Spirit of God has been moving in our midst in such a dynamic way because those that have caused discord and the people of strife have been moved out of the way so God can have free course in the midst of the people of God. The bond is broken when the believers are, are not walking in lockstep with one another. We got to stay together on saints of God. We got to um, treat each other in a way that is pleasing in the sight of God. The bond is broken when we operate outside of the scope of God's will. You have people doing things that are not like God, and it causes the unity to be destroyed. It causes the bond of peace to be corrupted and to fall apart. We have an example in the, in the Old Testament of the children of Israel. You have this battle when Joshua is leading the, the, the saint, the, the, the old people of God, to, to go and conquest the land of Canaan. And they came to a place called Jericho, and there at Jericho, they had great victory when it came to Jericho. Because they had a plan that God had given them to conquer Jericho, and so they took over Jericho. But God gave them one prohibition. He told them not to take of anything of Jericho because it was the cursed thing and everything belonged to the Lord. But you had one man that decided that he was going to take something any old way, even though the word went forth that that person would be a curse that touched of the cursed things. And so now nobody knew that the person had snuck around and took something from Jericho that he shouldn't have taken. And now they're going up to fight Ai. And there at Ai, the people of God went up against this city thinking that they was going to have victory. They went up with great confidence in the Lord because the Lord had said, every place that you go, you're going to conquer it. And so they went up with this in mind to Ai, but they found out when they got there, they were disappointed um, when the battle was set in array. The people of God were set fleeing back, and many people lost their lives in a battle of Ai. And the Bible lets us know that Joshua fell down upon his face before the Lord and cried out to the Lord and was wondering what was going on. You said that we was going to have victory, but we went up to Ai. We had a great defeat when we went up there. But the Lord said to Joshua, get up off your faces. No time for you to pray, but it's time for you to start searching the camp. And find out what's going on because Israel has sinned. Anytime sin is in the midst of the people of God, God can't move in a favorable way towards the people of God. Uh, God can't send down the blessings that, that, that we require. And if some of the prayers that we're praying sometimes are held up because there's somebody or somebodies in the midst of the people of God that are hindering the progress of the saints. And so Joshua got up and searched the camp and went by, went by family and it came down to the man Achan. Who just, they, they had to find the man Achan and they finally got rid of him and banished him out of Israel. And, and, and Israel was able to go over and, and take Ai and, and continue on to victory. When you get rid of the thing that causes the, um, the destruction of the bonded peace, then the bonded peace is together and then you can move on. Nevertheless, the Bible says in Philippians 3.16, nevertheless, here and too, we have already attained. Let us walk by the same rule and mind the same things. This is the, 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 the word of the Lord for the people of God. We have to mind the same thing and walk by the same rule in order to keep the bond of peace. Hallelujah. This is the conformity. To walk on by the same rule means that we're conformed unto the true doctrine of Jesus Christ. We're not going to stray away from the teachings that the Lord Jesus Christ had laid down from us. We're not going to stray away from the teachings that the pastor brings unto us to, to, to command us and to teach us the word of God. 
the Bible lets us know here in Acts 10 and 15 and 20 that they said unto them, but we have written unto you that you abstain from the pollution of idols and from fornication, from the things strangled and from blood. These are the commandments that were given unto the Gentiles because the, the Jews at the time thought that the, the Gentiles should keep the whole law, but Paul came back letting them know that the, 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 the gospel that came unto them didn't come to them by the, or the keeping of the law, but it came to, to them by the keeping of the faith of Jesus Christ. And so they gave them this word and this word that we hold to today that we don't do thing, uh, offer things uh, unto idols. We don't get involved in fornication or you ought not to get involved in fornication. And we should not eat things that are strangled or things that have blood in it. And so if you're going out to Ruth Chris Steakhouse, you may make sure you get your steak done the right way according to the scriptures. The Bible lets us know also that we should abstain from all appearances of evil. You shouldn't let nobody catch you even thinking that you're doing something that's out of the way of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, the Bible lets us know in Luke 10, 27, and he answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. In order to keep the bond of peace, you got to love everybody in the house of God. You can't love one person or love one group over another. You can't be a respecter of persons when it comes to the house of God. You can't love somebody because they come from the same island that you came from because we're all the people of God now. You can't love somebody or hate somebody else because they don't have the same um, skin pigmentation that you have or don't have. But because we're all the people of God when it comes down to the working of Jesus Christ. We all came here the same way coming out of the bondage of sin, coming underneath uh, the baptism in Jesus' name and being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. So you got to love everybody. Hallelujah. No matter what their funny quirks that they have, you still need to say praise the Lord and invite them to your house sometimes. And sometimes we don't invite certain people to our to our house because we look at them a certain way and say they, they, they're, they're kind of strange and, and funny, but, but are they living holy? That's the only thing that matters to me. Are you living a holy life? I don't care about your funny quirks that you have because I have funny quirks also. We all have our, our little things and differences and, and things that are going on in us. But the thing is, if you're living holy and you're living right, you're welcome to come to my house. Now, don't everybody try to come over my house on the first Sunday and show up in droves, come to my house. I'll let you know when you can come over. I will invite you to my house after a while. But, but I'm just trying to say this to let you know that you ought to invite the people of God to your house. Don't always invite the same crew to your house, the same people that you, you hang around with and causing cliques to be in the church. But invite different people and fellowship with different people so you can get to know the saints of God. Because it's all about unity, not just unity with one person. If I just come in and invite the, the ministers over to my house, I just form the clique of the ministers. But I need to invite the brothers and the, and the sisters and the other people that are in the church also because we're all brothers and sisters when it all comes and cuts down to it. If we didn't have any titles, we're still brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we all got to get together and get along with one another. But you're never going to know the, the person sitting next to you or the person sitting behind you if you never uh, fellowship with them outside of these church walls because it's about unity, the power of unity when we all come together as one. The Bible lets us know here also the, it says in 1 Peter 1, um, 16, 1 um, 15 and 16, but as he which has called you is 
is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy because I am holy. To walk by the same rule means you got to live a holy lifestyle. You can't do things that are unholy, but you got to be holy just like the Lord Jesus Christ was holy and because he's made you holy. You're holy because of the Holy Ghost. You're righteous because of his spirit. Hallelujah. He was made sin for us that we might be, be made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. We are holy because God has destined, designed us, designed us to be holy. So we have to live a holy lifestyle in all manner of conversation. So the conversation is not about talk, but it's talk also. You got to live holy in everything that you do. You got to be holy in your bathroom. You got to be holy in your car. You got to be holy in your bedroom. You got to be holy on your job. No matter where you are, you got to be holy. Whatever you're doing, you got to be holy. Your hands got to be holy. Your feet, your feet, where your feet take you, it's got to be holy places. The things coming out of your mouth, let no corrupt communication proceed forth out of your mouth, but that which is good for the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. Your speech and conduct has to be holy. You can't just be holy here. If you're only holy here, you ain't holy yet. You're just putting on. If you're by yourself and you're, you're saying things, you're thinking things, and you got a spirit that is, that is, that is brash and bold and brazen outside of the, where, where the people of God are, you're not holy yet. But you can be holy. Integrity says, where, where, whatever I, where, when the dark comes, I'm the same way as you see me in the light. God wants holy integrity. Holy integrity. We have to be holy one with, one with another. Because when I'm holy and you're holy, we can get together and the bond of peace is not corrupted. Hallelujah. The Bible lets us know here also, according to the scripture that we had just read, um, that we have to uh, walk, have mind the same thing. The Bible says in Ephesians uh, uh, 4 and 2 that we should be of the same mind in the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ. In order to be in the same mind of the Lord, you got to get on your knees and pray sometimes. You got to get on your knees and pray for a little while in order so you can have the mind of Christ. You got to get, gotta get in this word of God. And I'm not just talking about just reading the word of God. Sometimes. You got to study the word of God because the Bible says study to show yourself approved. When you study the word of God, you're showing yourself, you're doing yourself a favor. You're doing yourself a service when you study the word of God. It says study the word of God to show yourself approved unto God. If you don't study, you're not going to be approved in the sight of God. You're not going to be acceptable in sight because you won't know what he says. You won't be able to rightly divide the word of truth to know how you should live in this present evil world that we live in. But the word of God and prayer and the Holy Ghost will show you how to live right. Hallelujah. We got to mind the same things. The second epistle, um, Peter says, I've written, beloved, and I write unto you that you both stir you up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that you be mindful. We're talking about minding the same things. That you be mindful of the words that were spoken by the holy prophets and the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that we have need to know that we need to be mindful from comes from the written word of God. Hallelujah. The things that the apostles and the prophets spoke because the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 around verse 20 we were built upon the foundation Jesus of the apostles and the prophets and Jesus Christ being a chief cornerstone you got to give heed to the word of God you got to hide the word of God in your heart and so that you won't sin against God hallelujah the word of God is able to build you up the word of God is able to encourage you in your times of discouragement the word of God is able to keep you from slippery places 
is able to keep your feet. That's what the prophet or the psalmist says, order my steps in your word and let no sin have dominion over me. I thank and praise God for the written and revealed word of God because when I read the word of God, sometimes it causes me to cry. Sometimes it causes joy to spring up in my soul. And sometimes it causes my heart to be bolstered and encouraged in the Lord. You're not going to find that type of encouragement out in the world. You're not going to find, hallelujah, something to lift you up in the world. But the word of God, when you get the word of God in your heart, hallelujah, and you meditate upon the word of God, you'll be able to stand like the tree by the rivers of water. Hallelujah, bring it forth its fruit and season and its leaf should not wither. You got to get the word down in your heart so God can make you to be what you ought to be. You shouldn't slip out of the church if you have the word of God abiding in your heart. Hallelujah. We can mind the same things if we read the word of God because it's one text that we're all coming from. I don't have People's Magazine up here. I don't have XL Magazine. Hallelujah. I don't have the New York Times, but I got the Holy Word of God. Hallelujah. We all take heed to the same rule. Hallelujah. In the world, they got many doctrines, but here in the church, there's one faith. Hallelujah. One doctrine. One belief system that we hold to. Hallelujah. And we all hold to that same belief system. We're all of the common faith, walking the same way, minding the same thing. But if you get outside of the Word of God and close your Bible, you're not in lockstep with us no more. You're going a different direction. But if you follow the one book, we walk the same way, by the same rule, minding the same things. Because we got one word, one book, one God that's given us the Word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank and praise God for this oneness. Hallelujah. I thank and praise God for the, the, the mind to be unified. Because I know the things that God has been doing in the midst. Are you enjoying what the Lord is doing? I don't know about you, but I'm so happy for the things that God is doing. I'm so happy to hear the saints when they get up and testify about the healings. But that's only happened because our pastor has brought unity in the church. He's cast out the discord workers and now unity is in the church of God and so now your bodies are being healed your children are being saved hallelujah because we're unified hallelujah the saints are receiving the thing they have and again am I singing a song I got just what I wanted I got just what I wanted from the Lord because there's unity in the house of God hallelujah are you glad about the unity hallelujah are you glad about the unity that the Lord Jesus Christ and the healing and the blessing that God is bringing here Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so we, this unity, this bond of peace is the glue that holds everything together. Hallelujah. Whereas one man endeavoring, hallelujah, to be in concert with the Holy Ghost. This unity of the Spirit. When we want to be unified with the Spirit after we get the bond of peace together. Because the bond of peace might be the hardest thing to get together because it's about other people being together. Hallelujah. Sometimes you can't get two people in the same room to agree on everything. But when we agree that the Word of God is the Word of God, we got a point of agreement. As long as we stay there, we're all right. Political things are not going to bring us together. Hallelujah. The things that are out in the world are not going to bring us together. Money matters. It's not going to bring us together. But when we get the holy word of God, we can all agree that the word of God, hallelujah, is the, the foundation of truth. That God's precepts are true and right. Hallelujah. Rejoicing the heart. When we can agree upon the word of God, now we have something that we can 
can come together on accord with. But the unity of the Spirit is something awesome. The hallelujah that we have to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit. It's a capital S. And so it's talking about the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So this is saying that we have to endeavor to stay unified with Jesus Christ. We have to endeavor to stay connected with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. In order to do this, the Bible lets us know that we should not neglect the gift that is in thee. Hallelujah. That was given thee by prophecy. Don't you know that the Holy Ghost that is in you is in you because of the laying on of hands. It's in you because of the prophet that Joel spoke. In the latter days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Hallelujah. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. This Holy Ghost, hallelujah, abiding on the inside. You can't neglect the gift. You can't just put it off. Hallelujah. And go and go and, and trap your mind with other things. Hallelujah. Being worried about your money. Worried about family issues and so forth. But you got you got to get down to the business of the Holy Ghost. When you neglect the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, you call the Holy Ghost not to be vibrant in your life. It's not that the Holy Ghost has died out, but you're dying out. You're fading away. You're not unified as close as you need to be to the Holy Ghost anymore because you're neglecting the gift that is in you by prophecy. But if you get down on your knees, hallelujah, and cry out to the Lord and let the Lord know, I want to be unified with you. I want to be closer to you again. Draw me nearer, oh precious Savior. Draw me nearer to your bleeding side. I don't want to be far from you, oh God, because I am weak, but you are strong. But when I come close to you, hallelujah, I can feel strength coming back in my soul. When I come close to you, oh God, I can feel, hallelujah, vibrant in my spirit. I can feel zeal, hallelujah, coming back into me. I feel joy, hallelujah, coming back into my soul when I draw near to you on my knees. And this is the only way that you can stop neglecting the gift, hallelujah, that is in thee. The Bible also says, don't grieve, hallelujah, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. This Holy Ghost, when you received it, it sealed you, hallelujah, unto the day that Jesus Christ comes back and redeems us from the earth. This Holy Ghost is in you. If you're alive when he comes, it's going to transform your body. This Holy Ghost that is in you is going to cause you to have a new body. This Holy Ghost that is in you is going to cause you to rise up from this earth when he comes back. And if you happen to die, the Holy Ghost that is in you is going to transform you in the grave. This Holy Ghost that is in you is going to raise you up out of the grave. Hallelujah. Passing from this life into eternity. Hallelujah. You have the Holy Ghost abiding on the inside. You have eternal life dwelling in you right now. I'm so glad for this treasure that is down in this earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of myself. I'm so glad for the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That changes me. The power of the Holy Ghost that rejuvenates me. The power of the Holy Ghost that revives me. The power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Well, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't grieve the Holy Ghost. Don't grieve it by sinning. Don't grieve it by getting out of the way and doing your own works. That's how you grieve the Holy Ghost. The Bible lets us know that you trample upon the blood of Jesus Christ. When you start going out and willfully sin, it's one thing if you make a mistake. But if you know it's wrong, you say, well, I'm just going to do it any old way because God is going to forgive me. No, 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 he won't. He doesn't have to forgive you. Hallelujah. Don't grieve the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, because you're sealed by the Holy Ghost until the day of redemption. You got to stay in this for the long haul. Hallelujah. 
to be unified with the Spirit. It lets us know here also, hallelujah, quench not the Spirit. And sometimes, and some of you, hallelujah, that don't have the Holy Ghost yet, you feel the power of the Holy Ghost and starting to come upon you. And do you start quenching the Spirit? You start drawing up and drawing back. And some of you that have the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost wants to move in your life. The Holy Ghost might want you to dance, but you try to hold your feet, hallelujah, and not let the Holy Ghost have its way. The Holy Ghost wants you to wave your hand, but you keep your hand back and sit on your hands because you're quenching the spirit. Hallelujah. Not letting the Holy Ghost move as it wants to move. Hallelujah. Sister Christy stood up here on Wednesday night and gave a word of exhortation because the spirit of God was moving upon her. And she gave a word of encouragement. And sometimes the spirit of God will give you a word in your mouth to stand up, not to come up here, but to stand up in the midst of the saints to encourage the heart. It's the operation of the gifts of the spirit. Hallelujah. And he wants to work in you. Uh, many of y'all have the, the, the gifts of the Spirit. It's not the subject to being up here, but many of you have the gift of the Spirit, but you won't let the Lord work in you because you're quenching the Spirit. Hallelujah. Another way you quench the Spirit, the service is moving. The service is rocking. Hallelujah. People are testifying. Testimonies of victory. And then someone gets up with a dry testimony, tells all the details of what's going on causes us to fall asleep. I remember, Elder Geddes, I remember Plainville. Brother Robertson, I remember Plainville. In Plainville, they didn't sit and wait, as y'all are so nice here. Okay, Deacon Kennard is screaming his lungs out. <laughs> and then we stand up nicely, waiting our turn to be called on. In Plainville, when the song went on, everyone give the Lord the highest praise. And it says, testimony service. You just come and say, I praise God. Hallelujah. You just jumped up and started praising God. You didn't wait for your turn. Hallelujah. There wasn't a lot of people standing. Am I telling the truth? Am I telling the truth? There wasn't a lot of people playing. People just rose up and jumped up. The first person to scream out, they started testifying. When that person, someone else would jump up and scream out and start testifying. And the service was moving. Nobody got up with a dry testimony. But nowadays, we get up and we, we're thinking we're so cerebral. We got our eyes clenched tight, toes so tight. Blood vessels are bursting in our eyeballs. And did we? And we give every detail. The, you don't need every detail. It causes the spirit to be quenched. But when you get up with an anointing upon you, and you get up with victory in your heart, and you get up, hallelujah, with a testimony in your mouth because God did it. See, that's what you have to remember. God did this. And I'm about to boast and brag about what God did. I'm going to boast and brag about the victory that God gave me. I'm going to boast and brag about the healing that God gave me. I'm going to boast and brag about the blessing that God gave me. Because that's what testimony is about. It's about boasting and bragging about what God did. Hallelujah. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. We're here to boast, to make our boast of the Lord. Hallelujah. The humble we're here. Hallelujah. Boast about Jesus. Every time you come here, it's about boasting about Jesus Christ. I want to hear you boast about my God. Come boast about your God to me. Hallelujah, because I'm here to give, give glory and give God the praise also when you start boasting about my God. Because we have the same one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who's above all and in on us through all. You're boasting about that God, Jesus Christ. When you boast about that, that God, I get along with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because it's no more about I, I, I. Because I am 
crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, died for me, and loved me, and gave himself for me. So I'm boasting about that God. When you start boasting about that God, I'm right there with you when you want, with your boast. I'm right there with you to give the glory to God. I'm right there with you clapping my hand because you're boasting about our God. Hallelujah. So quench not the spirit. Neglect not the spirit. Grieve not the spirit. But what you got to do with the spirit, you ought to stir up the spirit. You got to stir up the spirit that is in thee. Hallelujah. That was given thee by the placing of a hand. You stir up the spirit of God by praise. You stir up the spirit of God by boasting about how great God is. Hallelujah. Wonderful things that he has done. That's how you stir up the spirit of God. You stir it up by giving praise and giving honor and giving glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you mess around and mix some fasting with your prayer. Hallelujah. Now. Hallelujah. You're cooking with gas then. And your whole your anointing just kicks up another level when you start praising and boasting about your God. Hallelujah. And stir up the gift that is in thee. Hallelujah. In our text that we find here in the book of Genesis, it bears us, hallelujah, to pay attention to some of the things that are contained in this text. I know sometimes we look at this text and the people here, we're getting together for nefarious purposes. They're getting together to do things that are outside of the will of God. But here in this text is some powerful concepts that we need to take heed to that involves us taking and having unity. Here in this text, Hallelujah. You find that the people were on the pace place of the earth. And this is some years, hallelujah, after the flood of Noah. And now they're coming into this new world because the old world being overflown with water, hallelujah, had been washed away. But now they're in this new world. And the people there are trying to stay in the same area. But God told the people to go scatter and fill and multiply in the earth. But they're building this tower here, hallelujah, tower, hallelujah, that they can all stay in the same place. But here we find some powerful concepts, hallelujah, involving unity that we can take heed to, to add to ourselves when it comes down for men, hallelujah, you and I being united together. It says here, hallelujah, in the text, in verse number one, the whole earth was of one language. Hallelujah, hear what I'm saying now. The whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Here in the text, the Greek word or the Hebrew word for language, hallelujah, it indicates that the word hallelujah means that they were of one lip. Hallelujah. So there was no verbal barriers that they had to overcome to understand one another. They had, when they opened their mouths and their lips moved, they understood what they were saying. Just like my lips are moving right now and your ears, hallelujah, capturing the sounds and you understand the words and that I'm saying. But if I got up here and started speaking Spanish, hallelujah, I don't know much Spanish, but if I knew Spanish and I started speaking it, only a few people will understand what I'm saying. But my lips are moving right now and every Everybody here under the sound of my voice understands the words that I'm saying. The words that I'm saying to you are coming to you clear because they are of one lip. And many of here are of one lip right now understanding the words that are being said. But here's an interesting thing. Hallelujah. said they were of one, one language and one speech. And I questioned, I said, well, why did it say of one language and one speech? Why didn't it just say there was all of one language and continue on with the text? Or maybe why didn't it say they're of one speech and continue on with the 
text because the one speech was different from the one language. The one language was one lip. You understand the words that I'm saying, but the one speech, hallelujah, indicates, hallelujah, that words, hallelujah, thoughts and concepts were brought about by words. Hallelujah, thoughts in the mind and the concepts were being, hallelujah, being brought by the words that they spoke. And so they spoke the one word, the one language that everybody could understand, but when they opened their mouths, the speech was, uh, hallelujah, thoughts and concepts uh, being brought forth, uh, hallelujah, by the words that were in their minds. And so then the, the Bible lets us know here, that you put it all together, they had one language and they all had the same desire. They all had the same plan in mind. They all were on one accord with the thing they were going to do. And the thing they were going to do was build this tower, to go to and get some bricks, and go to and get some mortar, and let us build a tower that reaches unto the heavens. Hallelujah. So they all had the same desire. That's what the one speech is. The same desire, the same mind. Hallelujah. As we talked before of being of one mind, minding the same thing, walking by the same room. They have one mind, minding the same thing, walking by the same route, because the mind was to build the tower, to reach unto the heavens. Hallelujah. They're all on one accord. But the Bible lets us know here that when God saw that the people were on one accord, that God came down to see what the people are doing as they're building the city. And God said an interesting thing. He said the people is one. Hallelujah. And nothing that they do shall be restrained from them. Hallelujah. Because they were one on one accord. Hallelujah. I remember another time when people were on one accord on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. They were on one accord in one place. Just like in the plain of Shinar. They were in one accord in one place. Hallelujah. And God came down to see them building a tower and caused them to be scattered about. Hallelujah. On the day of Pentecost, when they were on one place and one accord and one place, and God came down also to see what was going on. But when he came down, he came in, hallelujah, in a mighty rushing wind and filled all the place that was there. Hallelujah. And he caused people to come together. In the Shinar, he called the people to be scattered about. Hallelujah. So the one mind was no more. Hallelujah. Everybody had a different type of mind. They had a different thought. Hallelujah. They went about and did their own thing. But on the day of Pentecost, when God saw what they were doing in one place, on one accord, they were unified. Hallelujah. Together with one purpose. The one purpose was to go back and wait for the promise of the Father. That's all Jesus told them. To go on back to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. And so they went back in Shinar. They weren't in accord with God. They were only on their own accord. They weren't in unified with the Spirit of God. But on the day of Pentecost, they were unified with the Word of God. You're unified when you obey the Word of God. Hallelujah. And they obeyed God. And they went back on the day of Pentecost. And when it fully came, the Holy Ghost came down and filled the place where they were sitting. Hallelujah. And everybody was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm here to let you know. Hallelujah. Nothing. And when you come together on one accord, nothing shall be restrained from you. When you come together, there's nothing that you can imagine. There's nothing that you can think that God can't do. He can do a seeding abundantly above all you think or ask according to the power that worketh in you. Nothing shall be restrained from you. When you come together and touch and agree, hallelujah, on accord, then the Bible says if two come together, you can bind the things on the earth and they'll be bound in heaven. You can loose things in the earth and they'll be loosed in heaven. Nothing when we come together shall be restrained from you. 
healed. If you need your healing, let's just come together and touch and agree, hallelujah, for your healing. Hallelujah. Nothing shall be restrained. There's no fence. There's no gate, hallelujah, that can lock you out when we come together. There's no wall, hallelujah, that can keep you out from getting your blessing. If you need a healing, the praise, hallelujah, hallelujah, the way has been claimed, the way has been made for you to, to get your healing, hallelujah, even on tonight. If you need the Holy Ghost, nothing can restrain you. If you need healing in your mind, nothing can restrain you. There's no fences up no more. There's no barricade, no barbed wire can keep you out from your blessings. Nothing can restrain you if you're on one accord. Are you on one accord tonight? Are you on one accord with somebody? Hallelujah. To get your blessing. We got to come together on one accord that someone might be healed. Come together on one accord that someone might be filled. Come together on one accord. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't believe, Elder. I don't think people are on one accord tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you on one accord with somebody? Hallelujah. Who needs the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Who needs the Holy Ghost? I dare you to come forth right now if you need the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I need a believer. I need two believers. Because the Bible says if two, if two, the minimum of two will touch and agree. Hallelujah. I need some people to come. Hallelujah. And just put your hand on their shoulder. Hallelujah. If you touch and agree with them. Hallelujah, that they will receive the Holy Ghost only if you have faith. If you have no faith, don't come. I'm, I'm, anybody that has faith on tonight, if you got faith on tonight, come and lay your hands. Hallelujah, the minimum of two. Hallelujah, no less than two. Hallelujah, and believe for them to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's get together and be unified on tonight. Hallelujah, because there's power and unity. When you come together and unified, nothing shall be restrained from you. Nothing shall be withholding from you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need some more believers to come over, hallelujah, and pray with those, hallelujah, that want the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Is there a believer in the house on tonight that will come, hallelujah, and be unified together to believe, hallelujah, for someone to receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We got to be unified, hallelujah, because there's power when it comes to unity. There's power in unity, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. If you got the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, hallelujah, you need somebody to lay their hands on you. Hallelujah. Lay your hands on him. He needs the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. If you got faith on tonight, are you a believer? I'm looking for the believers on tonight. Come on, believers. Come on forth. Come on forth, believers. Come on. Get unified. Hallelujah. We need to be on one accord. Are you a believer? Are you a believer on tonight? Come on and lay your hand on somebody's shoulder. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see some souls over here that still need some hands. Hallelujah. I see some souls over here that need some more hands. Come on, are you a believer on tonight? Hallelujah. 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 Who needs a healing on tonight? If somebody here need healing, come on forth and you need healing. Hallelujah. If your body is ailing you, you need healing in your body. Come on forth. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody lay their hand on their shoulder. Hallelujah. And pray for the healing. And pray for the deliverance. And pray for them to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's about being unified. If you can't move out of your seat, why don't you stretch your hand towards the altar on tonight. Hallelujah. As a sign of unity that you're with us on tonight. And stretch your hands. Hallelujah. In the 
the direction. We all got to do it together. Hallelujah. Don't be a stumbling block on tonight. Don't be stubborn on tonight. Stretch forth your hand. Stretch forth your hand. Stretch forth your hand. Don't be a stumbling block because it's about unity. Hallelujah. Get together on one accord. Then we can set the devil to flight. Get together on one accord. Believe. Believe, hallelujah, for healing. Believe for deliverance. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. I believe a healing on tonight. Hallelujah. I believe for the Holy Ghost on tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe it on tonight. Hallelujah. I believe it's going to happen tonight because we're unified. Come on, come on. Don't be a stumbling block. Come on, somebody lift your voice up. Lift your voice to God. Lift your voice to God. Be unified. One man, one purpose. Hallelujah. One aim, one desire. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Fall, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Fall in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody. Come on. Believe it on tonight. Hallelujah. Come on, Holy Ghost. Put your hand on that shoulder. Put your hand on that shoulder and pray for that soul. I feel like praising, praising him. Talking about the Lord God Almighty, I feel.